0: The shot clock podcast today's guest is a tourless native a former wildcat glamour and now father matthew's uh, player just back from Romania with the irish tree by 3v3 team and getting ready to head over to cyprus for the small countries championship so without further ado it's growing you okay Hey, everybody, welcome to the Shot Clock podcast with me, Jago. Uh, this week's guest is a former Waterford Wildcat, Team Montanotti glamour, as they were <laughs> back then, um, and now Father matches player, three on three Irish international, just recently made the senior international team yet again. Ronnie Dwar, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much.
0: So, look, I start off every episode kind of the same way. Now that we're transitioning back out of the whole madness of COVID, how are you getting on? How are you finding real life again?
1: Yeah, um, it's actually been refreshing. Um, I suppose the senior year, and I suppose all international teams are back on court now. I was fortunate enough, as I was saying to you, I worked all through COVID. So that was nice, refreshing and a bit of routine. And now that we're back at the basketball, um, yeah, life just seems somewhat normal for sure. Uh, tough enough going though at the moment with still restrictions and guidelines in place like I'm up to Dublin every weekend you know it's a lot of miles on the clock on the body on the car everything but you know definitely worthwhile.
0: and just back from Romania as well um I got to watch your three games for the the three on three results didn't go your way but you look like you were still having the ball out there
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone that has competed in any of the Tree v the FIBA competitions will tell you it is, it's invigorating. It's like just the atmosphere, the setting. I actually got text messages from a woman I worked with and she said, look, I know things aren't going your way, but Jesus, she said, the place looks unbelievable. The views are amazing. And I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) I'm here after three losses and she's like seeing this lovely sun setting in the sky. But it is, the location is always unreal. The atmosphere, the music blaring. Um, very, very different this year because, you know, to travel, you have to have two COVID tests before you leave. A COVID test, when you get there, you're in your bubble. You can't mix with any other teams. We were in our room until the test came back. So very, very different. But like, for me, it was my first international game since twenty summer of 2019. And it was just amazing to get on a plane get out there and actually get a few games under our belt before we head to um cyprus at the end of the month
0: she's a busy busy couple of weeks ahead of you
1: yeah it's been flat out like i was there for the whole i suppose january was a just a crap month for everyone i would say like you know it was tough going the weather whatever but then then End of April came, basketball got back and everything started kicking off. And I just have been on the go nonstop since. And it's just nice to actually have that normality.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like I said, um, Father Matthews now, glamor for 12 years, water for Wildcats before that. Well, let's go back to the first time you picked up a ball. Who what or why inspired you to, to become a basketball player?
1: Um so strangely enough, it was I was 12 when I started playing basketball. So like you said, I'm originally from Tip, so I would have played sport more camogie. Like, then, you know, your parents would throw you into everything, so like the gymnastics, the Irish dancing, the usual stuff. But um, when we were, yeah, when I was in sixth class, I suppose my sister, Eve plays obviously as well. Yeah. And she had started playing in school as well, in secondary school in the prize. The, then in sixth class, we got it as, like, I think for six, eight week gap. And then from there, I just... Kind of, it kind of took off. I went into first year in the preselector list, and yeah, it all took off from there. Just loved it. Helped that I was slightly good at it, and yeah, just it kind of skyrocketed from there. We had a really, really successful school team, like from say junior start on. We were like in every All Ireland senior um, cup and league, and after that, then I headed off to Wildcats.
0: And how many so uh, there
1: was no kind of inspiration or why it just kind of
0: happened? It just happened. Yeah. Or organically, I love it.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> totally. I'm all about the organic stuff. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> so look, all the years with Glammore, with four with Wildcats and now with Father Matthews. Who's been mm-hmm. your favorite teammate and why? Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's a
1: tough um, one. it is a, a really tough one. I suppose. I have a bit of longevity there. So it has changed, you know, true. Like I would have always played with my sister in school. You know, she's definitely one of, she's in my top four. You know, she pushes me. She pisses me off. She's the person, like if I was taking anyone to war with, it's Neve. Like, you know, if you're 50 points down or 50 points up, there's no off switch. She's going, you know, hell for letter And... Like that's inspiring for me, and you know, all you like, you know, all, like the other thing is, like, you, if you're down and someone makes that break, you know, she's she's with you, she's there. But I suppose when I went to Wildcats first, um, you know, I was only 18, and I started playing Super League then, and I really admired Olivia Riley. You know, she definitely. Looking back, I didn't appreciate her at the time, uh, but she was a rip. Like she she acted like such a professional. You know, she trained with well, us two days a week. She played her game. Her knowledge of the game was so good. Um, she worked out then two, three days to keep, her, like she was about 30 when I, I think 30, 32, early 30s when I started playing with them. Which she personified like definitely professionalism. And looking back, I, like, you know, I learned loads from her. How she played the game, like how she would talk to us in huddles. So definitely one of my favourite teammates to play with also and then so that would probably be in Wildcats years then moved on to Glanmire look there was just so many like me definitely is in my top three but then in Glanmire like I had just met so much friends that like brought me along as a person off the court more so you know I was extremely close to Anya McKenna and like to be fair to Glanmire like Anya, Casey and Claire Rock are still there like doing their thing with Glanmire um she's such a hard question and then I like I've after moving to Matthews and um, I play with the, actually I play with Shannon Brady. I don't know if you know Shannon, she, mm-hmm. she's a teammate of mine. She's an American girl. This will be her third season. So yeah, this will both be our third season. So she had played with Meteors, came through um, Garrett McGuire's Sports changed Life, had played against in National League, but her work, her work ethic is amazing on and off the court and like she's only 26, 27, but she's definitely like inspiring. She's just a workhorse and a great teammate and a great friend. So yeah, there's a few out there. And I have another, she was D3 in college. Wow. So she went she went to like she's American, never got a scholarship, came over to Ireland. And like it's it's like not I'm not saying like I just can't see how someone didn't pick her up and she didn't get like a full right. To college when I see other people that might and then I look at this and I'm like doesn't make sense to me but yeah amazing and then internationally in the last few years now I've played with Fiona O'Dwyer who played in the 3v3 with us yes yeah and Fiona like again another D3 college graduate and you know decided to take off and love playing basketball has been doing her thing in Europe for the last couple of years and comes home like her both her parents are from Tipperary as well which is like really strange and her like she's like about a half an hour outside Charlotte she's dark hair she's tall and her name's Dwyer and I'm like no we're not related but again like a really good friend and like a really good teammate yeah I couldn't I can't just pick one
0: no solid picks but you mentioned your sister Nave there um as you said you played with her through school played some club basketball with her as well. And now she's transitioned into the coaching side of things. And mm. like while researching this for today and, and looking through your background, some, some great quotes from both about, you know, driving each other and annoying each other and, you know, silence over dinners and whatever because what's been going on in the games. I coached my little brother and it was very similar. Like I was ultra hard on him because yeah. I expected more from him, which was unfair in a way. Is is Neve the same with you? you you have to be the guiding life for the team?
1: Uh no, absolutely not. She's <laughs> uh, she's not. Uh, she's definitely not. Uh, she knows I got it, so she doesn't have to be. I uh, know I'm only joking. Um she's like Neve's gas, like because Neve, the player, Neve the coach, are totally different people. And I think that transition for me was extremely hard um so she's also a teacher so you know I'm like I'm not a student yeah. you're Claire I'm your sister you know so she has her teacher voice and her teacher cues she's fucking killing me for saying that but anyway <laughs> um but she does and I like but yeah so no she doesn't have an expectation of me but Niamh is the kind of person like for training there's no like her I, I reckon already she's Mad for the season to start. I reckon she has every training session laid out for the first ten weeks. She's she's ready to go. She's very prepared. She's very organized, and she always does her research. As a coach, she's genuinely and I like I I'm not just saying this is because she's my sister. If I didn't believe it, I honestly wouldn't say it. She like she's only new to the coaching, and she probably has loads to learn. Her practice um her practices are unbelievable. Her game coaching, she'll definitely learn. So much more. She has learned so much in the last two years and so much more now. Um, but I think she'd be like an exceptional coach. I don't know how she feels about coaching me. I'd say she would just be at her wits end some of the time because, you know, I'm a little bit erratic, a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's definitely there's no expectation there at all. You know, and then she takes me at face value and she sees what I can bring to the team and we just kind of go forward with that. But she also has no problem telling me to shut the F up or chill out or put me back in my box. That's for sure.
0: Brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. So over the years, who have you found the toughest person to guard? And then on the flip side, who guarded you the hardest during your seasons in the league? Yeah.
1: Um, over the years, you know, I've played like, you know, one of the best, Michelle Fahi. You know, she's just—I've played with her, I've played against her, and only recently, there last season, she started playing with Marie again. And it's the small fucking thing she does. It's her vision on the court. She's just her, like, yeah, she like honestly, I think if she hadn't played that game, we would have we would have beat Marie by ten. She came on. How she, like, she's, yeah, no, she's exceptional, ex- exceptionally good. Definitely one of the hardest people I've ever guarded and I was fortunate enough to play against her, or play with her and had that in training as well. You know, um, one of the hardest people to guard. I think in the in the last few years, let's be honest, Jasmine Boone really left a, um, an impact on the, on the Irish League. Um, like, she could play inside, outside, a very dynamic player, But yeah, so I think she was very challenging
0: as well. The women's game at the minute is just unbelievable. The talent that's in the Irish Women's League reminds me of the late 80s, early 90s of the women's league. It's it's very, very similar. Like there's no huge superstars, but there's like teams of superstars. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think when they act when you get that mix right and that's what i'm hoping for this summer as well like like that you know everyone's a superstar on their club team when you come internationally with such a good range of players you know magic it can be just magical but the same at club you know like that you always have maybe your three two three more dominant players and then you have just a bunch of and i know for our team like you know we're growing we're a young team just a bunch of workhorses that put the effort in and like that you know you'll always have people that'll stand out but the league in general it's it's definitely like you know glamour dominated for years you know ul had their run for years wildcats had a run back in the day as well you know and I know it all comes full circle but right now I think in the women's league it could be anyone's yeah and it'll be interesting
0: to see you know going forward what's going to happen this this season it's it's all about who who's who's been keeping in shape you know, who they bring in, who's graduated. Because obviously the under-18s are now senior players. So mm-hmm. that transition, can they fit in? They've, they were a superstar at 18s level. They're going to be a role player, Super League. Can they make that transition? Is there a veteran there to put their arm around them and go, right, this, this is how you transition? Is the coach still tuned in? It's just going to be such an interesting season. Yeah, I agree.
1: And I think, you know, obviously being my age and what I played, like the sport is all about the youth and what's coming true. You know, um, don't get me wrong, I'm going to play until I feel like I can't play no more. Or when I stop hating to lose, I, I'm like, if I stop hating to lose, I think it's time to like pack it in. But I do think, I do, you're talking about the under 18s and I think there's such a gap between under 18 and Super League level. You know, and like you said, who's going to transition in? And it is a process and it is hard, but I feel like there's a gap from under-20s as well. You know, so you play under-18s, you have competitive league, you have like probably double league, above we Park league. the go around, say, like, only oh, like to go to under-20s and you have um, cup. And cup could be two games. Yeah. So then you're in limbo. You don't have 18s and you're coming off, like, two, three training sessions a week. You're going to under-20s. You're not quite there. Super League, and you potentially have to play Premier, and you need that little bit of a higher standard. And so then you're in twenties, and you're in limbo. You get two games if you if you don't make cup or whatever, and then you're gone. So then potentially there's where you're looking at as well as dropout for a lot of girls, you know. And the other side of it as well, there's always hidden gems in there. Like you know, once you mind, like you said, mind them, look after them. They have a coach or a league to play in, and I think there is a big fallout between the ages of 18 to 2021 because they don't have anything to focus on
0: under twenties. Yeah. Very, very true. And it's tough. I know it's tough for like area boards and and, and basketball Ireland as well to try and keep people engaged in those age groups because like we've all done it. There's been college, there's been work, your social takes off. And mm-hmm. it's not as appealing to train three and four nights a week, unless you're of a certain mindset that you want. Unless you're, unless
1: you're stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless college isn't an option.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah. you know that it's like, you know, your friends are going out on a Friday night. You have a game on a Friday mm-hmm. night. It's, I think it's a very difficult age to keep engaged and involved. But I, I can't see an easy option of, of keeping them engaged and involved. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I agree. And you know, like easier said than done, it is all about the balance. And I think you and I can both say, looking back in hindsight, you know, you have many nights to go out, you know, so many opportunities to do all them things you think you're going to miss out on when you're younger. But like there's only a certain period you can play for realistically, competitively at the highest level. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to say that, like, I'm still doing it. Like, I still, like, I have a good work-life balance, you know, I have a good social life. I have all them things. But, you know, but basketball did come first with me. Like, through, the, through my teens, my 20s, you know, most of my life. But um, there is, and it is hard to keep them engaged. And also, like, with COVID, COVID restrictions, not being able to get back on the court, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a dropout in basketball to other sports, especially if parents want to keep their kids engaged you know so it, 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 it has been really tough on basketball yeah. Ireland as much as I might kind of give out about them at times they have tried actively to sort all this out and I think like the 3 tree, like you've done it yourself the 3 tree leagues that are going around the country I think everyone needs to get involved and start playing it like I'd be a fierce advocate for 3 v tree. I've played since 2014 and like it's just it hits differently
0: yeah, so my kids loved it. Like the, the girls absolutely, absolutely loved it. You know, I'm only recently transitioning back into coaching myself. I've I took a lot of advice from different people. Paul Callagher was like a major part of my decision to go coaching and I made, he I made bullied it. A I know he bullied you into it. I know what he's like. <laughs> it wasn't he actually what he said to me was I said, I'm lucky I'm get back into coaching. He said, coach women. That was his first advice to me, oh, coach women. And I went, why? Because, like, you know, it just, it didn't, I was like, what, but why? And he said, look, if you coach a women's team or a teenage girls team, you need to learn how to be humble. And that will make you a better coach. And I think it's the most That's solid. Yeah,
1: you know he coached me in Meyer for a year.
0: Did he really? Yeah.
1: And the
0: only reason, let me see this, <laughs> the only reason he did it he had no other men's team coach. <laughs> <laughs> big, big shout out to Paul. I oh, know I'll get so, a message straight. Yeah. To be
1: fair, we had once he bought like I like I, when he like, I don't know when he came in for his interview. I was like, "Why do you want to coach us?" And I met the team, and I was like, "Don't rock up to any of our games in a suit." I was like, "Cause he'd be down in the the marriage like fucking three piece suit." And I was like, "No, don't do it. Just come, coaches." To be fair, we had a, an awesome year that year. Everyone bought into the system, and yeah,
0: it was good out crack. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good guy. I have to say, I have to say, one of one of the yeah. best out there. So, basketball players, notoriously superstitious. Have you any superstitions or pre-game routines that, if you if you don't do them, will throw you for the whole day?
1: No, I actually don't. But I tend, and I'd say a lot of people do this: just go to the toilet a lot before a game. My bladder is constantly full. I can't lie; it's like team talks happening. Where's Ganya in the bathroom? game's about to start in Romania. I have to go to the bathroom again. to like, what is wrong with you? So, like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm like it's nerves. I can't. It's, it's like my body getting ready for the game. I just constantly... Martin Harry used to coach me in school and he'd start his team talk and he'd look around and he's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, you're all right. I know where you are. I know what you're doing. You're getting ready. It's all good. But no, I don't really. I really, like, I think as I've got older, good night's sleep, eat decent. That week, that day, you can have, you know, go to town after the game, but yeah, sleep, eating well, and emptying the bladder, I suppose. That's it. Oh, what, what,
0: what fantastic advice. <laughs> so, That's it. Your favorite shoes of all time, if you could make a Gráinne personal edition, what company and what shoe would it be? <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say Nike because I actually wear them a lot. But I got a pair of Adidas there two seasons ago and they were super comfortable. But I met a pair, I designed my own Kyrie's. I'm not sure. I think they were the Kyrie for when I went to Baku. And I did them in all the Irish colours. And then me seeing them, she's like, I'm gonna do it too. And I think they were super comfortable. I loved them and they were
0: definitely my favorite shoe. I love those ones that you can design yourself you become so yeah obsessed, don't you it's like what like. yeah
1: a, absolutely even though like i, I don't know like, not really arty or anything like that but then i'm like whatever way i start hitting the buttons on the thing i was like oh
0: here's one for you do you wear sliders off court?
1: um i'm really i'm rocking the burks at the moment
0: oh
1: yeah so um Great i much. do have I do. I thought they were called slides. I don't know if the slides are sliders, you know. Depends but
0: where you are in the country.
1: Yeah, no. So I'm going with the Berks at the moment. So, yeah.
0: Well, there's a great company, iSlide USA, where you can design your own sliders. So, uh, jump in. Do, do, do
1: you remember the KD ones with the little bum bag on the front? We got a great kick out of them one time. Hannah Torrenton was. Uh, She's like, I actually really like them guys. Like, and you know, like, you just put the key and you're like your um your card, your bank card in them. That's all you need for training. Like when you're going, I was like, no, don't rock, don't rock up with them.
0: <laughs> That's the the veteran coming out, going no,
1: yeah, no, not, no, no. It's not allowed on this team. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you and four others going to a pickup game. So you're going to be playing the Lane five because Scully's been holding court for the last, I think it's two months. So her team is Dana Finn, Claire Rockall, Suzanne McGuire, Eamor Howard, and herself. So who are you taking? It's you plus four positionally to play.
1: Go again. They have...
0: They have Dana, yeah. Claire Rockall, Elaine yeah. Scully, Suzanne McGuire, Emer Howard.
1: Who am I taking?
0: Who are you taking? Who-
1: so, me, Neve, Faye, Lindsay.
0: Oh, Jesus!
1: Um, I've one more. Five. One more. Oh. I'm taking Olivia Riley with me.
0: I am dying to see how this goes tomorrow. It's our little Instagram vote every week I can't wait oh, to yeah. that's, that's that's a serious five Let's see Let's see Can we knock Scally off the court She said to me about three weeks ago I just want a woman to beat me I don't want a man's team to beat me So if another woman beat me I'm, no, I'm no.
1: having my sub Sorry to cut you off one. One, Katrina White is my sub Who? Katrina White is my sub no. Have you ever played with or against?
0: No I've watched her play She's one of my favourite referees Believe it or not
1: yeah, no, I like her reference too.
0: She lets the, the game flow. Yeah, and, and she, but she talks to you. She's like she an does, old school yeah. ref. She'll talk to you and tell you <laughs> what you're doing wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> love Katrina. Katrina's great. Great, great player. And fantastic ref. So we'll change lanes a little bit. Top five musical artists of all time. Who could you not live without? Ooh, ooh Oasis, number one. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, yeah love
0: them. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oasis. The Dubliners. Um. Top five. This is hard. Yeah. Um. I was big Kingsley on fan. Um. Beyonce. And I was the biggest Westlife fan in the world. Yep. Oasis to Westlife. but
0: you like you were right there. You were up there at the peak of this interview. I was going, This is <laughs> and, Yeah, you know you love them
1: too.
0: You rock it with look, I'm not gonna lie, they're one of my favourite karaoke bands of all time. <laughs> like that's the one you sing in the car. That's it's always, you know. Yeah, but
1: that's why you have to love
0: them. <laughs> they always get you going. They, yeah, it's sad that they do, but they, they actually do, yeah. Can't admit, I can't believe I'm admitting that on, on a podcast. Yeah. I, I Poppers,
1: see, isn't it? in this
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the DJ. What three songs are we warming up to before tip-off?
1: Oh, um, Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are.
0: To warm up to?
1: Yeah, I'm one of these kind of people that don't need a lot of doof, doof, doof. If you ever play in, um, <clears throat> well, you won't because you're not female, playing against Brunel. Um, they always put on Eminem. Oh, what song is it? And I don't know what it is, but I just like it really gets me going. Um, I can't even remember the name of it now, but they haven't. There's an Eminem song that they always put on. And well, I'll think of the name and I'll let you know. So maybe that Eminem one, Bruno Mars. And when I want to be emotional and I am a big game, it's not really to warm up to, it, but before it, one moment in time kind of catches me as well by Whitney to. Are you, learning, are you learning loads about me here?
0: Like, you're, yeah, you're scaring me. <laughs> One moment in time before a basketball game, is that just you're to just that? you down?
1: Yeah, goosebumps, chills. If you're going out to a cup final, you're going out representing your country, there are moments that, like, you know, we have to
0: really, Savor like... Savour the moments.
1: Yeah, savour.
0: To be fair, Whitney Houston. Yeah. That's it, you don't have to say anything. Did you watch the documentary? I
1: did, yeah, I Netflix
0: like was, that one. I cried yeah. like a baby, I was sitting there going, this is so sad. Her
1: <laughs> life was so sad. Yeah, So sad. Such yeah. A talent. Right.
0: She's such that's a talent.
1: Absolutely. absolutely.
0: That's, it's mad. Right, so you made your Irish debut at 15. I did, yeah. I'm coaching under 16s right now, so that's the same age you were when you made that transition. So what advice would you give like a 16 year old you if you sit her down now, knowing everything you've been through in in life and in Mm -hmm. basketball, what what advice would you give to a 16 year old you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, enjoy it. Like live in the moment kind of, you know, like looking back. I, I was lucky as I was saying, like, you know, I was quite good at basketball, but I did work extremely hard. Uh, on my own not during the school year but the summer year especially when like international basketball kicked in so I would just say if you really like you know put in the work you know I know it's such a cliche but like you know hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work and that's you know I think Katie said it, and it's so true and that's what I would say just you know keep working like, don't be afraid to ask for advice. Don't be afraid to ask someone. Like, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Like, for me, it, like I was saying, I was never good academically. So when I started playing basketball, like it gave me a new lease of life. It, like you know, I found me, and that, like, I was fortunate, for fortunate enough to have basketball. But I would say, yeah, put in the work and it will pay off.
0: Absolutely. What well, I try to, I'm trying to instill in my girls' team. We're training like for two hours a week now. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. the hours away from here are going to make the difference next season. Not what I teach you between this hour and this hour. It's what yeah. you do on your own. And it just, it doesn't seem to register. You know, Yeah, but
1: you know what? My parents would have never told me go and train, go run, go do this. Has to come from them. You know, and like you're saying under 16, they mightn't realize it till they're under 20s. You know, and even I would say like, you know, I was... I won't say sauntering. I was playing with Wildcats for four years. I trained two days a week, played a game every weekend. And like, you know, I was a decent basketball player, but I went to Australia, took a career break in 09 from work, took a year out. The only thing I missed was basketball. And from that on, so I was 26 when I came back. From 26, I'm now 36. The last 10 years, I've worked my freaking ass off to kind of stay, you know, fit, healthy, to play basketball. So it is all about your work ethic. But I like I know you're saying that about your kid, but I think it does have to come from yourself. And you know, it's also nice, I suppose, bonding for you, trying to get her out there. But yes. it's when she comes to you and is like, hey dad, let's go yeah. rebound the ball for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. So second last question dead or alive? Five dinner guests.
1: Anyone.
0: Any five. Friend, family, famous. Sitting down at your dinner table when restrictions lift, or they're double vaxxed, or whatever way was I don't like, know. But yeah, for you and five.
1: These are just I don't know. I feel like with the year that we've had, it'll be all emotional and all people like you know, like my dad for sure, my granny Una. Um Who else? I don't know. Maybe just them two. That'd be some crack. (laughs) Um, Why are these these questions so hard when you ask me?
0: I I, I don't know.
1: Why are you trying to put me on the spot? I don't know. Dead or alive. I think I'd just bring Jamie Dornan as well for something to look at in his accent. Just, you know, to spice it up a little. Um,
0: Five. Two more. No, but no oh. basketball players.
1: No, I play enough of that. <laughs> I can I can read all their books. I'd be intimidated by the conversation. I would be afraid to talk. Um, two more FIFA. I really don't know. Genuinely. Oh, I take I bring Chantelle back from America. Love her. Chantelle Alfred. And dinner. Now, these people won't all get on together. These are just people I'd like there. <laughs> I'd be better with them individually. Um, I don't have another one. I can't think. I'm, I'm blank. One more. Per- what? You're not bring Nave, no? You know, I have another sister. Maybe I'd bring
0: her just to mix it up. There you go. So yeah. no, no basketball
1: I, I, I have enough of Neve.
0: That's true. That is true. We'll give you that yeah. one. So follow on from that. Are you cooking or are we ordering takeaway? Oh, oh. yeah, no, I know I'd order a takeaway. <laughs> Jamie Dornan doesn't get home cooking, though. No?
1: no, he doesn't. He's loads of money. He can buy the takeaway.
0: That's very true. True yeah. story. True story yeah. we'll, we'll give you that one. So last question, but before we go on, look, thanks for your time. Best of luck in the small countries when you get there in a couple of weeks. Enjoy training over the next few weeks. You're, you're one of the lucky few. Little bit envious that I, I, I'm not still playing at, at that level. But um, I think you're going to have I'm a great very time. I'm very
1: fortunate, really.
0: So lucky. The whole, yeah. Everybody, all elite athletes. Hannah Thornton said to me, you know, I'm so lucky to be... And I went, no, no. Luck is like... of it but like 60% is the work you've put in to become elite you know what I mean so never just brush it off as oh I'm so lucky to play you worked your ass off to get an Irish jersey you deserve to
1: and I can tell you this is probably in in since international basketball kicked back off after the little uh Celeste they had their uh hiatus or whatever we're going to call it um it's probably one of the toughest teams. I think people have pushed themselves so much and I have pushed myself so much because it, for the team I'm playing on this summer, it's a very talented bunch, you know, and they've definitely, like, you know, it's definitely made me work work harder. Well, I won't say work harder, but my, it's more to do with the recovery and how I've minded myself to put myself in a position to, be there every Saturday or every Sunday put in the salad for hours so you know I'm definitely really excited for Cyprus and you know what might happen over there
0: hopefully hopefully we get to see it over here as well, well now I've
1: yeah I know it should be streamed I'd say I hope I haven't heard anything yet but you know we've another what's well, only like after next weekend we're flying out so two weeks two yeah. weeks and we're gone yeah it's after creeping up so quickly
0: well mind yourself for the next two weeks because we yeah, exactly. need to see you back on the course. So, final question Who would you like to see on the podcast? And you have to try and help me get whoever this guest is. Oh, who would
1: I like to see on the podcast? I'm trying to think who. Hmm. Who, who have you interviewed? I, I can't remember.
0: It was Gillian Hayes, Hannah Tarranton, Katrina White, Elaine Scally. Yeah recording Suzanne McGuire.
1: Actually, Gillian Hayes, her words of wisdom you know, play for as long as you can. You can't control that from the sideline. And I was like, you're so right. And she says to me all the time, she's like, what did I tell you? I'm like, I'm right. And fortunate enough to have her as an assistant coach right
0: now. Unbelievable. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, On the podcast, I think you should get Michelle Faddy on.
0: I'm going to try. I really am. Yeah. She's
1: you
0: know, <laughs> legendary. So horrible,
1: great. You know, Neve probably would love it too, but you couldn't listen to her. You'd have enough in one of the wire. But Michelle the when you got to go after.
0: I'll go after Michelle and Neve. I'm going to go after the two of them and get them on because I want to do like a whole coaches section as well. Get some coaches. Oh on.
1: yeah, really cool.
0: Yeah, rather than just all players, let's get some coaches on in here. A coaches yeah. opinion. Oh, I, yeah.
1: could you if I could tell you if you if you're not to ask <laughs> you, Oh happy. yeah,
0: I've, I've a list like that as well. Don't worry, does it go <laughs> going no, no. no remember me. No, I'll just leave it at that. Look, Grania, thanks a million. Look out to yourself the next two weeks and I can't wait to see this uh, small countries. Thanks, I appreciate
1: it. Thanks so much All for having hard. me on. There's-
0: so there you have it. There's Granny's episode. Um, great episode, some great advice for younger kids um and older players alike. Um, head over to our Instagram page to get voting. It's Team Dwar versus Team Scally. Can we finally get a, a closer rematch or a closer match? Um, two legendary teams at this stage, the old and the young. Um look. Everybody who has Twitter or, or social media, let's get on to RTE and let's get the small countries championships televised. Let's find out whether we can go actually see our team. They will literally show every other sport by our basketball. Like rowing. Great. And Murphy is fantastic, don't get me wrong. And and the brothers from Cork. But like we are doing so well at basketball, our our, our basketball league is probably in the best condition it's been in years so let's get on to rte and and, and tweet them and get onto rte sport and we have an advocate in there in jackie hurley so let's let's bombard them let's get basketball back on tv and until th- thursday this is jago saying i'll see you on the court soon